2: We're back. It's the Horns Up talking Texas Pod. Fisher Tessopoulos, DJ Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Gentlemen, happy week one. We've made it. The summer is over. The hype is here. It's time to see if this roster that we deem to be the best we've seen since we've stepped on the 40 acres of students ourselves can actually produce and put together a Big 12 championship season in the Big 12 curtain call for the Texas Longhorns. Starting off, Brett Yormack, the commissioner of the Big 12, had some choice words, didn't really pull punches, said he'd be in the stands in Austin, Texas for the Thanksgiving Day game versus the Texas Tech Red Raiders, happily cheering for the Red Raiders. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we get into the predictions, you know, from a betting standpoint, just from an overall standpoint and keys we want to see in the Rice game, um, which, again, could not be more stoked for. What are your guys' thoughts on the commissioner's words saying that he's going Red Raiders or bust come Thanksgiving? Bring
1: all the smoke. I love (laughs) haters. It just fuels the fire. I mean, hopefully that'll be a nice little send-off for us where we can close out the regular season and then a week later get ready to play a Big 12 championship game and then hopefully take us to uh, Final Four. Toss?
0: yeah um i don't know just it's funny noting like just how sark kind of reacted to yeah. it um that he found the the words odd considering uh the the commissioner had had sent a, a letter about sportsmanship to all the teams in the big 12 the day prior um and so you know sark i think his comment was i'm reading it here uh, i'm trying to figure out about what what are we promoting to our student athletes and then to go say those types of things so Seems a, a little bit, uh, a we little, get, a little weird, a little mixed we up. Get
1: special there. treatment, though, we know we're Texas. Yeah, sometimes we. Well, it goes both
2: ways. Special treatment in a positive and a negative way. Like, sure. like, look, are we gonna? Am I? Are we coming into the season and we're gonna to get crap calls? Like, are, are the Big Twelve referees gonna jerk us around? Could, Is it, could the, be. the commissioners coming out there and openly rooting for other teams against us just because we're leaving? Like, I get that everyone's upset, and I get that we made a money move but it's just honestly kind of bullshit. Like these are, it's not a joke to me. Like these are these kids livelihoods. Now, like you make money playing college football. You can make further money in the NFL. Like every game matters for these kids.
1: This is our livelihood.
2: It's our (laughs) livelihood. Like if, (laughs) if these kids are coming into the season though, and they're getting treated even slightly differently because they're playing for Texas. If you know, we have big 12 officials and big 12, like, you know, higher ups rooting for the other teams. Like, it could really hurt somebody's draft stock and their future careers by not playing in the Big 12 Championship Game, by not getting that extra game in the College Football Playoff when all eyes are there, just because yeah. there's like a slight bias. Like it just definitely sends a very peculiar message throughout the rest of the Big 12 and into the Texas locker room. But if this Texas team is what we think it's going to be, it, it shouldn't be matter. It should be smoking, well, wind, pissing in the ocean.
0: That that's what you know. I want to bring up is that I think you know Sark. Further, just going into some of his comments and, uh you know, he was like, let's not make this more than it is. This is about us. We're focused on what we get to do and why we get to do it for the mm-hmm. 550,000 uh, burnt orange family members, you know, that we do it for uh, kind of paraphrasing at the, at the end there, but he's absolutely right. Any of the dominant programs that we've seen in the last 10 years, one call does not make or break a season because they are so good at what they do that one call does not make or break a game. And if you want to compete with Alabama, if you want to compete with Ohio state, you want to compete with Clemson, you know, three years ago when, when was doing his thing and they, they still are, of course, and Georgia right now with Kirby, uh, you dominate. You don't just win, you dominate. And I think that's where we can get to with the talent that we have on the team. And I think this is just another, uh, you know, just another hot coal under our rear end to, to keep us going and to keep us more motivated and we already know that we're motivated. So I like that Sark is maintaining the focus and the focus is rice, right? The focus is week one. You take it week by week. I know it's hard to do, especially when we have the looming exit, you know, at the end of this season heading to the SEC, but it's the right way to end our tenure in the big 12. And we'll, we'll get our chance at tech at the end of the season. We're 54 and 18 against them all the time. Let's make it 55 and yeah. 18. And, and then we'll, but we'll get there when we get to the last week of the, the season, when we get to Thanksgiving.
2: And we lost yep. in like a, a rare Bijan fumble last year. In a game, heartbreaker. In the game. heartbreaker. Yeah. We should have
1: gone overtime,
2: to be honest. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I do want to, I want to say though that like a lot of there's a lot there's a few analysts I saw Herb Street, McAfee, who picked both Bama and Georgia, and both Ohio State and Michigan to go to the playoffs. So you like you're saying, Toss, and we'll get into the bigger picture outlooks the season when Quan joins us for Thursday's show. But you're going to have to dominate this year to get into the college football playoffs. Um, and speaking of dominating, we're going to have to dominate this opener against rice to build that momentum against Alabama. We open up as 35 point favorites with the spread being uh, the spread being 35. Sorry. The over under being 60. What mm-hmm. do you guys like in this game over under spread? Talk to me, fellas.
1: I, I like the over. Um, and I like the spread. Cause I think we're probably going to end up beating them 63 to nothing. Like I, that's one of those games where if you're the old if you're the old Texas, right, or what Bama does for their tune-up games, their preseason games, they smack teams right off the bat. And so I think this is going to be one of those games. Um, Maybe taking the under. Maybe it's Texas, you know, fifty-five nothing. But like this Rice team, kudos to the university. It's a very you know distinguished university to go do great education had some transfers that have come in. Calvin Anderson was a rice transfer. He came and played some years, went to Texas, guys in the NFL, but this should be a game where we just come out and smack the living crap out of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Toss.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Obviously, you know, a lot of uh, virality and conversations behind the embrace the hate motto, right. That uh, it has been rumored to be kind of like in the locker room, what the the players have are, what they're donning as a motto together and they want that John wick mentality. Right. And, and that's what Sark wants for them. They want to be the aggressors. They want to go and they want to attack other teams. And that's exactly how you do it is, is what Nick is describing. You go and you make a statement to everyone and make their response be, well, you played rice and that's what you want to hear from them because right. you know that that means you have more work to do. So whether it's 63 or it's 70 um, I mean, if we, if we shut them out on defense, that to me will be really, really telling. It is tough. We know that better than anyone in the last two seasons. It is tough to play four quarters of defense, whether it's a big 12 game out of conference, doesn't matter. Those guys get tired. It is hot. I went back to, to uh, Albany, Texas this past weekend. I was in Dallas as well. It is scorching hmm. in Texas right now. Um, and I do not, uh, I'm not jealous of those guys that are going to be out there. I'm jealous of the way that they're going to feel when they're out there. And if they do win 63 to nothing, they will feel great, and they will, you know, be held up by the rest of the university and by all the Longhorns that are watching that game and around campus. But man, it's toasty out there. So playing four quarters of of good A plus football on both sides of the ball, but especially on the defensive side of the ball, are going to be tough. Yeah, Um, it's I just want to see our yeah.
1: Go ahead, finish.
0: I was just going to say the other thing is I want to clean game special teams. Clean game, game one. Make a statement there. Be perfect.
1: Yeah. No missed kicks, no no fumbles, you know, no muff punts, you know, just play a clean game, you know, because special teams, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you're not going to be able to afford those mistakes when you're playing against Alabama, when you're playing against OU. Um, Look, I want to see Malik Murphy in this game. You know, they're going to make their decision here pretty soon. We're going to hear any day now if the backup is going to be Malik Murphy or Arch Manning. And I think we all believe it's going to be Malik Murphy, but I want a game where Quinn gets taken out in the third quarter and it's Malik for the rest of the game. And, you know, maybe throws a touchdown, you know, and get some playing time. The kid deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, this has, you know, potential to be a huge weekend for us. Obviously it's a big weekend because we're kicking off and beat the crap out of rice, but we're focusing our attention on another big recruit. You know, got Colin Simmons a couple weeks ago, and now there's another five-star out of Lafayette in the 2024 class, Dominic McKinley, who is making his decision on Friday. Um, it's down to us, I believe, Ohio State, OU, AM, LSU. Those are the top five, and a lot of people have him crystal ball to Texas. So that's another big defensive lineman to add to the mix of this already stellar recruiting class that can really catapult this defense as a top tier defense when we make it to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that'll be, we'll, we'll
2: definitely be reporting on that uh, win or lose with McKinley, but that'll be another massive pickup for us um,
1: and another great out of state recruit uh, that we're nabbing. Very under the radar, too. Like, Very under the radar. Wasn't hearing much about it. I mean, he's the number one player out of Louisiana. And like, if you're taking the number one player of Louisiana away from LSU, you're doing something good cash money.
2: Uh, last time we saw rice was two years ago, 58, nothing. We won uh B. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson, both ran over a hundred yards. Keelan Robinson at 80 yards. Jonathan Brooks at 60 yards as a total. We ran for 427 yards in the rice owls. Now the rice owls have a familiar name at quarterback JT Daniels will be under center for the Rice Owls. Um, and I'll say from a spread standpoint, I was fortunate to be I'm fortunate to be in a press box for the USC versus uh, San Jose State game this past weekend. San Jose State had a veteran quarterback who ran the ball really well and extended plays. And I think our defense is definitely going to be better than maybe a porous USC defense that we may see throughout the season. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if Rice hung us for 13 points. You know, like through some through something on the board with JT Daniels. Um, all that being said, though, I think we could easily sail that 58 points. I think we could go in there and get like 66 to, 66 points and really put some put some serious pressure on them. We could see a lot of guys with a lot of touchdown passes. This is going to be a game where you're not gonna throw the you know, throw everything at the, at the wall if you're Sark, but you're gonna try to get a lot of touches to a lot of guys. And that was something I saw with USC you know, being there, they have a really deep wide receiver room and they gave a lot of touches to a lot of different players. They got the freshmen involved. They got the veterans involved. They got the transfers involved. So yes, I want to see worthy and yours. And I want to see that connection. I want to see that blossom, but I would love to see Whittington get his obviously Jatavian Sanders. And I would love to see like Nayer get into the mix. And some of our mm-hmm. friends, like, Jante cook, like just because he's a freshman doesn't mean he's not going to play. Casey Kane, love to see those guys build in some of their success. They had last year and love to see some of the new faces, uh, Ad Mitchell get into the mix. Uh, so Definitely looking for them to spread the ball around. And I think we could go go with the over. Fingers crossed in the cover, but I'm more confident in the over in
1: this one. A lot, a lot of people have been high on AD Mitchell this offseason, hearing great things out of camp. And uh, look, he might end up being the best transfer that we've seen, maybe in Texas history. So we'll see. Um, Really quickly, uh, JT Daniels has played for four colleges (laughs) USC, Georgia, West Virginia, now Rice. That is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I mean that's like what what's Keaton Slovis on? He's USC, Pitt, and now he's BYU. I mean that's three.
1: This is I four,
2: mean, dude. These guys are like, yeah. But the 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 quarterback that I was alluding to at San Jose State, like he's played this. That was his. This is his sixth
1: sixth season. This is Penix's sixth season with Washington. He
2: was at Indiana first. Like I I I completely oh, sorry, college at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: it, do we think there's a QB who has been on three different teams all within the same conference Uh, I don't don't
2: where's Casey right now
1: Uh, FAU
2: FAU yeah with Tom Herman so he's on his third team yep
0: the three, three different conferences. I'm just thinking three. about like these guys, and we just mentioned JT has been in four different conferences.
1: Well, it used to be a thing where if you were to change, tran- I don't know how it works now, but if you were to transfer within conference, you'd have to sit out a season. We well,
2: the tra- if you transferred period, you'd sit out a season. Are you saying in the new transfer rules, if it was,
0: if that rule still has been upheld, I'm not sure. But- I'm not sure. It was more just like maybe that's a fun fact out there that someone has – Well, let me look that up in the same conference. Regardless, though, the fact
1: that that this quarterback is on his fourth college football team, like he's been on four different campuses. It's pretty ridiculous. Like he's got to come away with a master's, right? At least. Maybe. PhD. Or his
0: selling point where he goes to NFL scouts is like, hey, I've basically already been around the QB carousel as a backup. I was a starter, but I've been to four different places. So if you don't think that I can pick up your system real quick, and be the guy that you need who's holding the clipboard, whether I'm the second string or the third string, you're wrong, man. I can do it. I'd,
1: I'd love to have him on the show and just ask him, like, where are the best parties? Like, who's got the best food? Who's got, like, the funnest locker room environment? Like, just little, like rank these four. I mean, you went to USC, huge yeah. school. Georgia, huge school. West Virginia, pretty big school. Pretty big party school. And now Rice. So I, I'm imagining... When it comes down to education, like Rice will probably be the one, but I mean, USC, yeah, and he's in Houston.
0: even tradition. Houston, though, there's a lot of distractions in that city. Just go ask James Harden. we know that. Come on,
2: uh, you can transfer within conference without penalty, but that I mean, I going from those schools obviously he's decreased in the value of like football, but I think decreasing in the value of fun too should be noted <clears throat> like drastically, like even, yeah, even Washington, West on, Virginia yeah. to. Rice is a huge drop off.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, dude, like at this point, like you're just really kind of grasping for straws for playing time at this point. maybe he just really loves football and just wants to figure out a place to play for one more year. But like, yeah, you're going from amazing party school or just great vibes in general for USC in Los Angeles to Athens, which is a great school, great campus to West Virginia. that Morgantown that also got a great college, you know, culture. To Rice, which, what's what's their undergrad even at? Their undergrad is at?
0: What, just enrollment? Like how many kids?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, he's a um... grad transfer.
1: Okay, well, how many students do they have? They've got total 8,000 students as of the fall of 2021. Yeah. Undergrad is 4,200. So post-grad, 4,000. Like, not a lot of people on campus. Not a lot of things to do.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't want to, we'll talk smack after this week. If, if, if it's needed, I mean, for him, it's, I I imagine it has to do with opportunity and him feeling like there was way more of competition in Morgantown for him to potentially not be uh, under center. And he knew that he could do that in Houston for rice. And if he puts up, you know, up. crazy stats this season. Maybe he has a pathway back into the NFL to be like, I was talking about a second string or third string QB. Um, I mean,
2: he was supposed to be the guy at Georgia. Yeah. It was and like, USC. a you, yeah. And USC, it was a kind of like a surprise that he like lost like the George job, to Stetson Bennett, like there was and like, West Virginia, <laughs> he was supposed to be the guy where he went, <laughs> but there was like heavy to, Like There was like a heavy, like, all right, if Stetson Bennett doesn't work out, like JT Daniels is getting his shot. Like he's coming in there. Um, and then, obviously, we know the the stories that's invented back to back national championships. But like, pretty freaking wild that we're going to be seeing him on on Saturday. But super exciting. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see the weapons come into play. I'm excited to see how the run game looks.
0: What do you think when the broadcasters are talking about JT Daniels <laughs> on Saturday? Which is the team? Do they list all three teams? Do they do they when they first mention it, talk about his time at Georgia? Like where are we where are we going with this? Yeah. The
1: quick the quick little you know moniker is gonna be JT Daniels, the transfer out of West Virginia. And then then if they want to dive into it, they're gonna do a fun little. But of course, you know that before he was at West him. Virginia, he was you know, like the ESPN graphic yeah. where it's like this goofy cartoon character like hopping on a bus, getting off on a stop at USC, <laughs> getting off the bus. <laughs> yes, 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 dude. Great <laughs> over call. over
0: over under three and a half mentions of his maturity and veteran presence as a QB being at multiple programs
1: I mean I, I think this could also go against your maturity that like sure you can't sure but can't the buy... they're not gonna bash they're not
0: they're not gonna bash him on the broadcast
2: like is it like a more show, though oh yeah for sure like, I think 100%. Like, if you're
1: if you're a guy who gets a transfer he's been with three other schools and he's in your locker room you're like what's wrong with you like you don't have any boys like no no you know, for sure, what for sure. uh, I just,
0: what do you guys think is the broadcast team going to say uh, over three and a half times just a mention about like well he's played a lot of games because he's a veteran he's a veteran college qb like he's a grad transfer so sure. you know he's been doing it for a they lot could. of time. I they like-
1: good things to say there's not many it's not like
2: Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's not like it's like the basketball thing where it's like, oh, you know, Jimmy Graham played basketball for Miami, or they love to mention the basketball thing. Yeah. Like, I, I think well,
1: honestly, Jimmy Graham might be kind of sick this year. He had some dope preseason catches for the Saints. Yeah, he
2: did have some dope preseason catches. I mean, I would love for Jimmy. Jimmy is just sick. Period. Um, but like, I don't think I don't think they necessarily go that route. Hopefully, they're not mentioning him a lot positively. Hopefully, there's a lot of him getting sacked lunch and a lot yeah, of interceptions yeah. and turnovers. And, we're, and we, pouting on the bench, would be would be glorious to see. And at that point, we're seeing, you know, whoever his backup quarterback is in the mix. Yep.
0: Yeah. I'll Hopefully. throw out some stats. Uh, Thanks. Talking about his him and JT Daniels moving away, but to our QB, um, Quinn Ewers. Just a couple of measurables that I want him to hit this game. Go for it. Passer rating over 218.2. Completion percentage over 72% passing yards over 278 and over four passing touchdowns. You want to know why? Cause that's what Caleb Williams numbers were against San Jose state. And whether Quinn tells anyone or he, or he doesn't, I hope he doesn't say anything, but I hope for himself, he's setting that personal goal, striving to be as great as Caleb Williams, who is the Heisman winner from last year and touted as the 1-1 going to the Arizona Cardinals who just got rid of our Longhorn, who was going to be the only staple of consistency for the Arizona Cardinals this year. And so they are buying all in, in my opinion, on Caleb Williams. And I think Quinn sets his expectations and his goals for himself high, and he strives to be as good as Caleb, if not better, every single game. I'd love for for that to be a goal for him.
2: Yeah. I really think as impressive as Caleb Williams was, and in up close and personal, he's he's pretty built. He's a pretty big dude. He's huge. Uh, he's they have a lot of playmakers around them. Like as good as he as good as he looks, there's a lot of guys right. that help him look good. And I think Quinn has that around him as well with this roster we've been talking about. And I think this season for Quinn Ewers, like hitting those marks, if he wants to have if he wants to get the numbers you want him to toss and the numbers like in the stats we want to see, less is going to be more for him this year. That's mm-hmm. going to be his mantra this season. Like less is more, dude. Like, play your game, be patient. There was times where Caleb Williams was almost too patient back there in the pocket. But Be patient. You have a good offensive line. You have a great left tackle. Um, and then you have really good playmakers. So sit back, get your guys, let the play develop. Don't get googly eyes down, for you, like we've been saying all offseason. And yeah. you know he's going to just play your game and play quick. Get the ball because like, he's not like the runner Caleb is. Like if things start to bust for Caleb Williams, like he'll move and shake. Even Drake May is like that too. And JJ McCarthy uh, and yep. Travis and Daniels, but Quinn's more of a pocket pass than these other guys. And so I'd love to see him ball in, ball out. You mm-hmm. know?
0: Yeah. 12, 12 different pass catchers uh, had receptions for USC. So, you know, we were talking about guys getting involved, especially if we're up, like if Malik gets an opportunity to, to sling the rock for half a quarter or whatever it is, if we're dominating, like we expect um, love to see, us have that many or close to that many pass catchers involved.
2: Please. It'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. All right, gents. We'll see you gents in a couple days. Fans, welcome back to the season. Uh, very exciting. And, you know, in the horn in the era of the horns, a podcast, we've seen the ugly, the bad. And hopefully this year, I think we see the good. Uh, I think this is going to be a really fun year for horns up and for the fans. Um, so get your horns up. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Welcome.